This whole entire season has been a chance for us to surround ourselves with brilliant people. Every single brilliant person that's been on the show has had so much to offer. Hello, and welcome to Creative at Home, Creative Conversations. I'm Lindy Franklin-Smith, one of the founders and the artistic director of the Lexington Theater Company. In this new podcast, we'll be talking all about creativity, how to tap into it, how to practice it, and what exactly it means. We're going to be talking to creative artists from all around the country, and we're so excited for you to be a part of Creative Conversations. Joseph Wrightson, it's Creative Conversations. We're back. You and me, another episode. Back at it again. Listeners, we honestly, when we set out and planned out the season, this episode was not on the list. But after we listened back to Joseph's conversation last week, we thought we need to do one more and celebrate this incredible season we've had and recap all of the incredible guests we've had this summer. It was just so amazing. We've learned so much and we thought it can't end without having some sort of look back at this incredible, incredible summer. I agree. I feel like I had an overload of information and I just need a chance to digest it all because there's so much good stuff that was talked about during this entire season. Well, and what was so fun, I mean, the conversations you and I would have after the interviews, we never recorded them, but we would just talk afterwards about everything we learned from each episode. And then there was the part, you know, you would do your editing magic and then send me the sort of finished project to listen to before we put it on the air. And every time I listened back... I heard something new that I didn't even, I mean, it registered the first time around, but it sort of struck me in a different way. So it was incredible to me how many times I would, you know, kind of have a new epiphany of, oh, I I didn't even really register that the first time around, or that's striking me, it's resonating with me in a totally different way hearing it another time, which is also just another reason to go back and re-listen. If anybody out there listening hasn't heard all eight episodes, all eight guests, or even if you have, listen again, because there's so much goodness in every single conversation. I feel like it's like what Wayne Bryan was saying. He talks a lot about how he surrounds himself with brilliant people. And I feel like this whole entire season has been a chance for us to surround ourselves with brilliant people, because every single brilliant person that's been on the show has had so much to offer. You are so Right. And what's been so neat is that everyone is, you're exactly right, brilliant in their in their own right. And their takes on creativity and the power of collaboration have been, there's been some beautiful through lines, but then it's been so cool to look at how differently everyone approaches the process and the practice. I mean, I feel like we've just been in like a 10-week masterclass of learning how to be better creatives, which, you know, is kind of the goal of the podcast to to keep learning and collaborate with others. So I'm really excited to kind of look back. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even think of creativity as something that could be practiced really before this season. I just 
sort of thought it was an innate thing that people experienced. But the more that all of our guests talk about their practice, the more it started to make sense that you keep putting yourself out there in the creative world and you reinforce all of that. You give yourself more confidence to be creative. I just that did not make that connection before. And I think it kind of also goes hand in hand with there were several people across the season who talked about not necessarily seeing themselves as creative people or having that innate sense of creativity at first, but the more they did it over and over again, the more their eyes were opened to saying, yes, I am creative and I can do this every day. And the more I do it, the better I get. You know, the other through line that I just loved and you just did it again, uh, was this idea of connecting the dots and seeing new ways of thinking about things, taking two things that are seemingly different and finding the connection point between them. I, I have just loved hearing how different people interpret that concept. I think it's so key and that's how we sort of see it translate across different industries. I know. It's a beautiful thing to see see it in so many different ways. Well, I was thinking what we could do is just kind of take a retrospective walk through the season and think back to all the episodes, all of our brilliant guests, and maybe talk about some of our favorite takeaways from the season. I'm in. Let's do it. That sounds amazing. Let's do it. <laughs> well, we started the season with our dear friend, Darian Sanders, Lex alum, now part of the Broadway National Tour of Lion King. I mean, you guys did so many shows together at the Lex. So how was that for you? Like, what what did you think of that episode? I'm in awe of Darian as a person anyways. I feel like he is so self-affirming, and then that confidence helps him affirm others so much with what he does. And he talks about how he uses that to raise his son and how he's just always there to guide him. The one thing that Darian talked about that I honestly use every single day, and it may seem like the trivial thing, but he talks about how he makes his run different every morning. And that's his creative practice. Since then, I'm like, okay, I'm making my run different. So I just went on a run this morning and I was like, I'm going to do a new path. I'm not going to go the same way because I'm going to creatively practice. I didn't think about creativity being in those small moments. I mean, it totally is in all of those small moments. And I think that's what made Darian so great is because he takes advantage of every opportunity to make himself a better creative, to be a better giver. He looks at every single aspect of his life as an opportunity. Oh my gosh, how beautiful. I love that you went on a Darian Sanders inspired run. And it's also just another example of how you can take inspiration from all these episodes over and over and over again. You know, the other thing I loved about Darian's interview was when we kind of talked about the beginner's mindset and how he came to that idea of pursuing musical theater as a profession a little bit later in life and just kind of had to jump in with both feet and not be afraid and feel like he was kind of starting over, but then to just watch him come full circle and watch that dream of becoming a professional actor doing eight shows a week on a Broadway national tour after all that hard work and sweat and dedication, it's 
So beautiful. We're so proud of him to have him in our Lex family. Oh my goodness. He talks about how he makes a decision that he is a dancer. Like going from always saying, no, I'm not a dancer to saying, no, yes, I am. And I feel like we're privileged that we get, we got to see him in every aspect of that. And we got to see the the positive dedication, like how he completely applied himself. And by the time he was trying to convince himself that he was a dancer, he'd been a dancer for years. So true. I'm so, so glad we started the season with Darian. What a way to kick off creative conversations. And then we had Squigs, such an inspiration to you. I'm so glad we got to circle back to his episode in your episode. Um, because that, I think, is such a beautiful example of how one person's creativity can inspire another person's creativity. Squigs is another person that really has attention to detail. And I feel like a lot of his artwork, when he's capturing a show, he really honors it. He really honors all of the work that everybody does on stage and off stage. And I think that passion and his using his artwork in, to dedicate to those performers and artists comes through really clearly. And I just think that's so cool. He's a trained artist who illuminates every aspect of a theatrical experience. And I mean, obviously for me, because I've done so many cast sketches, I definitely look up to Squeaks. I just think his theatrical experiences, his artistic experiences. This is also bringing like a little Billy Bustamante into mind <laughs> of people who just wrap the, all their experiences together and create their own path. And I think that's so cool that Squigs forged his own path with two unique skills. Yes, 100%. Oh, the through lines are just everywhere. It's so cool. It's so cool to see. And you know, one of the other things that I loved, the one of my big takeaway quotes from his episode was when he talked about seeing creativity as a filter. I just had never thought about it that way, but it's so, so true. Once you wrap your mind around your own personal experience sort of serving as your filter and taking all the outside exposure, what you're seeing in the world, and then filtering it through your own perspective and then coming up with a creative way to express it. I think that's such a beautiful metaphor and a beautiful way to express it. And kind of like you were you were saying, I had never thought of creativity like a run with, with Darian. I had never thought of it as a filter. It's so perfect. Somebody else who really takes the outside world and filters it through to their medium was our third guest, Chef Wita Michael. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I adore her so much. I was so just obsessed with her work before I even met her. And then when we got the chance to work on script to table with her, I felt like I was just in celebrity stardom the entire time. Every time we got to walk into her kitchen, I was just pinching myself being like, I can't believe I'm in Weta Michael's kitchen. I can't believe this is happening. I mean, low key, <laughs> I was at Windy Corner Market, one of her amazing restaurants, and I saw her walk out of the door. And by this time, we've had so many conversations and we've been a part of so many projects. And I was still like, hi, Weta. How's it going? <laughs> still so starstruck. Me too. I'm so starstruck by her. I think she's such a genius and such an incredible servant leader. The way that she uses her medium to celebrate 
Kentucky, where we live, and to celebrate our local agriculture and our farming community. I just, she's so committed to her work and so passionate about the stories that she can tell through food and the, the human connection that she can create, the memories she likes to evoke through the culinary arts. I just, my, my biggest favorite moment quote from Wida's episode was when she was talking about how you know that you are about to do something really fantastic when you're kind of freaking out. <laughs> she said, she says, okay, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but the actual quote was, you know you're going to be creative when you get pushed so far out of your comfort zone that you don't think you can do it. And when she said that out loud, I was like, yes, Wida, I have felt that so many times. And it's one of those things that as artists, we're always pushing ourselves to take risks and to step outside of our comfort zone, but it's scary. And there's that idea of like, what if I fail? Or, you know, what if I try this? And it's just, I fall flat on my face. And I think in the episode we, she talked to about how with script to table, it was like, well, we also had this, we had a deadline, we had an audience coming, we had a sh an opening night, you know? And there's something about that sort of, you know, when you have that deadline. Like you can't just say, oh, well, I'm not going to do it. I'm afraid of it. No, we have set ourselves a deadline. There are people coming to see it and it's going to be fantastic. And when you apply that sort of deadline to the artistic risk and the fear, and it just forces you to push through the fear to get to the other side of it. And then I just, I always feel like when I'm, when I've got those butterflies in my tummy and I'm just not sure because it's something new, I know it's because I'm standing on the precipice of something incredible, something awesome. It's just a matter of working through the fear. <laughs> I feel like that's something that we've lived through a lot this summer. We've been handed all of these crazy experiences, but we just tackle them headfirst and, and we give it our all. I feel like with Wida, the thing that's most inspiring to me is her complete dedication to use every aspect of her cooking, of her restaurant experience as storytelling, holistically. She does not leave any plate unturned. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> every single thing that she does, and it's sort of been a personal challenge for me since we've had those conversations to say, okay, as an educator, how am I using all of my opportunities to make the best experience for my kids? Yeah, so I find a lot of inspiration from Wida in her, in, in every small detail. She's just so specific and intentional. I've never seen somebody who is as intentional as Wida Michael. Yes, you're right. She is incredibly intentional. Every detail, it's like every single restaurant is so specific and so unique. I love that. I love that. And you're right. She is such a storyteller. And that brings me to our fourth guest, who is one of the best storytellers I know, which is Wayne Bryan, the producing artistic director at Music Theater Wichita, my mentor, my friend. He is such a gifted storyteller and, and so intentional. Like that whole conversation about the set for Little Mermaid and exactly why he wanted it the way he wanted it so that he was so that it was very clear in terms of what Ariel wanted and what Eric wanted in the geographic locations of each. 
I mean, masterclass, mind <laughs> blowing. But I, I, I could talk for days about Wayne Bryan. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing the work I'm doing without him. But I want to know you got you got to meet him for the first time. What what do you think? I know he is so brilliant and so humble. He is just like there's so many servant leaders that we talked to uh, throughout this whole entire season. But he talks about how his creative process, he never thought it was like generating an idea, but taking people's stories and being able to present it in the best way. And we said a little earlier about how he surrounds himself with the smartest, most brilliant people. He's constantly in service to giving those people opportunities as well. I also loved when he just talked about his life in all these crazy happenstance things that happen, just all sorts of random coincidences. And I feel like his journey is a testament that if you trust that you're heading in the right path, the opportunity will present itself. And he embraced every single opportunity and has created so many amazing things. Absolutely. I mean, we say all the time, there's no perfect path or right journey to the career of your dreams. And that's such a good point. I hadn't really thought of it that way before, but, you, but you're right. He, ha he did have such an interesting sort of up and down and lots of different um, adventures that came his way. And the fact that he was so open to them is a testament to who he is. And the servant leader part. I mean, Wayne, Brian, and Music Theater Wichita have, they're responsible for so many brilliant careers in musical theater. And I, I know I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing the work that I'm doing without those experiences and without getting to have him sort of take me under his wing. And I'm just eternally grateful for for music theater Wichita and for him. So much of the Lex is so built on paying it forward from that experience. Well then, at the midpoint of the season, we did that cute little bonus episode with Ben and Andrew Smith. <laughs> oh my goodness, they were so proud to watch it back. They just, they thought it was the bee's knees. They are brilliant human beings, so they should be very proud. <laughs> they are really innately curious and creative, and I just, you know, every day I just hope as a mom I'm doing everything I can to keep them curious and creative and keep inspiring them to keep playing and keep growing and keep learning. But I tell you, you know, you talked about in your episode about Ben Smith being uh, one of your great teachers, and he's one of my great teachers, too. And my quote, which I think I may like frame it <laughs> from his episode, was he when he said, you know, you just um, you think about what you want to do that's creative and then just do it. <laughs> and I just thought, yes, Ben, yes, because and and I am such a planner and such a, uh, you know, I get this idea in my head that I have to have it perfect before I can put it out there or I need to know everything about how to create whatever project it is before I even start and I just love that sort of childlike go for it-ness <laughs> you know, just just do it just do it and and if you fail you fail but at least you started and you know I gotta say with this podcast you know you and I we were like well we are going to learn as we go we're going to get better every time we do it. And I do think in a way, 
we kind of applied that principle because neither one of us had done a podcast before, produced a podcast. You were learning how to edit podcasts. Yep. We're figuring it out like on the fly, essentially. But now, looking back at 10 episodes, we have learned so much. I'm such a culprit of waiting until I have every single skill in my toolbox that I can do everything before I set off to do a task. But I can tell you, and this is a great thing that the two main projects that I worked on this summer, Adventures in Casa and this pro- uh, podcast, I knew nothing about what I was doing in preparation for this. I mean, I had my experiences. If I had let myself be uh, filtered by, oh, I got to wait until I have all the right stuff, I never would have done it. <laughs> so Ben and Andrew, creative geniuses, helped create something awesome. <laughs> Oh, that was so fun. And then we then we followed that little bonus episode up with Colton Ryan, another classmate of yours who's doing incredible things in the theater scene. That must have been really cool to, for you guys to get to reunite again on the podcast. It's been awesome. Yeah, so Colton and I went to school since fourth grade together all the way through high school. So it's really amazing to see his success, but also to see... I love hearing him talk about arts education. It's like a, a shared th- a thing that we have where we really have just valued all of our experiences uh, being able to go to an arts school. And I found it so meaningful when he talked about arts education as giving kids, empowering kids with the ability to think creatively about their world. When you're in a theatrical experience, you have to be empathetic. You have to put on another character. You have to think about the way that you relate to somebody else. And then that fundamentally changes the way in which you view the world around you. It is, it's an experience that will change your viewpoint of the world because now you have to look at every person that you interact with and you start to think with a filter of empathy. And that as his like core belief in arts education, that's it. I mean, that's advocacy. And I think it's so amazing that he he preaches that so often and that he values that experience so much. Oh, I agree 100%. It really is his essence. Like you can kind of feel it in his aura when you're with him in person, um, that it's just who he is to the core. And I loved how he shared, you know, how personally fulfilling arts education was for him and how, you know, he was such a shy child and that he was able to find his way and find his place. And I just thought, oh my goodness, how many kids out there that are looking for their way, looking for their tribe, looking for their place and find it in the world of the arts. And by discovering this empathy and and finding the others and shared experiences, it's just, I get goosebumps thinking about it and he's he speaks about it so eloquently and so uh, with such passion that you can just tell it's really it's who he is to the core and he's just doing such amazing things I'm so happy for him and so proud of him and I know what's really cool is as he's working on all of these really amazing projects is he's taking that core that arts education who it's for this is for the the kids <clears throat> with him everywhere he goes and sp- and just spreading it. it. He really has that those sort of servant leader characteristics within him. And talking about servant leader, wow, Wes Murray, 
who was the next guest, I find him so inspiring. Of course, he is one of the founding partners at Castle and Key Distillery. And his work, though, in so many projects is so much about leaving things better than when he found them. He's so about finding projects that he believes in and people who are doing work that benefits the community and benefits society and then seeing how he can support that in many different ways. And I, I took away so much of his leadership to me as the leader of, an, of a, our nonprofit organization. I just find his all of his sentiments about the power of the team and the power of collaboration and the role of the leader to really be the supporter of that team to make sure that they have everything that they need so that they can go and fly. It's kind of like Wayne saying, you know, when he says, I just surround myself with really brilliant people. I feel like Wes Murray does the same. And then he is just there. He's there for the team guiding them, directing them, giving them feedback, giving them resources, giving them everything that they need so that the mission of that organization can just fly. I also, I loved that of all of our guests, he was probably, you know, the one in the industry, maybe the furthest from the rest of our group. Everybody else was actors, directors, chefs. The through line of how important the role of creativity plays in his work as an entrepreneur, as a philanthropist, as a servant leader, uh, you know, it's really powerful to hear from somebody in a completely different industry than the theater arts to hear how much those same skills play a role in his work. It's so exciting to me as a theater artist and as an educator of the theater arts to see how transferable these skill sets are that we are cultivating in, in the artists that we work with. I feel like I've been susceptible to this misconception about corporate business that it is not a place that fosters that creativity but then you look at Wes Murray and it, the window opens and you're like wow they are so invested in the story that they have to tell they are so invested in being creators it's literally in their mission statement and you realize that it's not that much different from the theater at all and and then of course Billy Bustamante was our next guest after Wes and he is. I mean, he is the definition of a theater artist and someone who, like Squigs, has so many different mediums and isn't afraid to cross into the different channels at any point in the day, at any point in the week. I mean, and letting them inform each other, which I thought was really, really neat. I loved what he said about how each medium is essentially getting to the same thing, just in a different way. It all came down, he said, to the storytelling. You know, was he telling the story himself on stage as an actor? Was he helping a group of people to tell the story on stage as a director? Was he helping the person to tell their story through their headshot? You know, it all came down to him to connection and storytelling were the two words that he used, which are just beautiful. And the fact that he can see that he has gifts in so many different areas and isn't afraid to say, I do more than one thing. The guests this season have been out of this world. And then, of course, you were our last guest. 
<laughs> which was so fun because you are also a theater artist in that same regard as Billy and as Justin Squiggs Robertson that you have so many different mediums and you aren't afraid to do to put on a different hat every hour of the day from musician to actor to singer to storyteller to educator graphic artist illustrator I mean come on you really kind of you amaze me. You do it all. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah, I just, I loved that um, we got to spend that time with you, especially because maybe people through the first few episodes didn't even know you were here because it was always my face on the screen. But you've, you have been such an important part of this podcast from the inception. We've talked together about what it should be about and who it should be for and what we want to discuss. And so it just seemed super fitting to have you as the final, the final guest. I, I, I feel like all of those avenues of creativity is, is just a chance to, to learn something new. And that's what I feel like this season has been. I, I feel like sitting behind the scenes, getting to edit all the podcasts, I just get to learn more about how people are being creative and see how I can apply that to my own story, to the story that I help other people tell. Yes. Well, and I also, what I love too about having you as the final episode of Creative Conversations was that you're, not only are you a learner, but you're a teacher and you take what you learn and then you disseminate it to your students. And I loved so many of, of the things that you talked about, about being an educator and getting kids to connect those dots, to find the connection points. I loved when you talked about the different classrooms and saying, you know, just because we're in the math classroom doesn't mean we can't integrate music or dance or or any of the other art forms into our training and that sort of cross referencing of different skills and uh, creating critical thinkers. I know you're so passionate about it and so passionate about education outreach, which we're so excited about some of the new things coming at the Lex in that capacity. Thank you for all the beautiful work you do as an educator. It's so important because we can learn it, but then we also got to pass it on. Yet again, another creative conversation, but I'm feeling so inspired and so fulfilled. And I'm so glad that we got to record this recap because like I said, you and I often hop off the interviews and then just you know, we're having brain explosions. So we're like, oh my goodness, and this part and that part. And just getting a chance to reflect on all the episodes has been really cool. And in our last episode, we did talk about at the end how we were going to hop off the call and maybe see about how we could continue these conversations in a new way. So I think maybe it might be time to let our listeners in on what's coming next, do you think? Do I you? think they're probably dying to know, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are launching a new podcast at the Lex. Lindy and Joseph back together again. <laughs> and this time we are so inspired by the sort of, of the holistic look at this season. We met with all of these incredible creatives and storytellers, and entrepreneurs, and servant leaders, and we learned so much from them. And then this conversation that we had, just the two of us now, kind of recapping and connecting the dots between the guests 
has been the inspiration for our new podcast. So what we're going to do is we're going to keep the guests coming because we just love these learning masterclasses. But then after every about three guests, Joseph and I are going to have a conversation just like this one. And we're gonna look back at the three guests or maybe even if we're farther into the season, we'll connect across several episodes, but finding the connection points between how our guests interpret creativity and storytelling and servant leadership. There's going to be so many brain explosions. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) So many brain explosions. And we are really excited about the title. Yes. It's got a brand new title. And it is, I feel like we need a drum roll or something. I've got a drum. I feel like, of course I do, because I'm a music teacher. Beyond the fourth wall. Ah! I'm so excited. We have been playing with this name and Joseph is creating a beautiful graphic to go with it. Um, Beyond the fourth wall, because what the whole point of our new podcast is going to be is talking about how the the skills that we hone as theater artists translate beyond that fourth wall, which is, if you're not familiar with the idea of the fourth wall in theater, we sort of imagine that there's three walls. There's the wall behind us on stage and the the side walls. And then where the audience is, that's, we call that the fourth wall. And so we want to see what happens if we take our skills that we're crafting for the stage, but we see how they transfer past the stage, beyond the fourth wall, into other industries, across other mediums, informing other bits of education. So we're going to talk to creatives from the theater world, but from many other industries, and we're going to find those connection points and see how this can benefit anybody who's looking to be creative and think critically and find empathy and storytell through their lives and their careers. So what we're going to encourage you to do, listeners, is hop on over in your search field to Beyond the Fourth Wall by the Lexington Theatre Company. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button. You'll find our trailer there for our next our first season, our first season of Beyond the Fourth Wall. Now we're hard at work um, doing our interviews and getting everything recorded. So it's gonna come out a little later in the fall, but go ahead and hit subscribe so that as soon as our first episode drops, you can, you'll be the first to know. And of course you can also follow us at the Lexington Theater Company on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be talking about Beyond the Fourth Wall there as well. So you'll be sure to know as soon as that first episode is here, but we cannot wait. You won't regret it. You're gonna be so inspired. <laughs> so inspired. I am so looking forward to all that is to come. Oh, this has been so beautiful, Joseph. Congratulations. Congratulations. We did it. We made a podcast. We made a podcast. Creative Conversations has blown my mind. Um, this was our debut. We didn't know what we were doing, but we can but we can say that we have completed it. We did it. I think we've inspired a few folks along the way. Listeners, if you're out there, I hope this has been enjoyable for you. Um, in the meantime, while you're waiting for Beyond the Fourth Wall, go back, I'm telling you, go back and re-listen to these episodes because 
every time I re-listen, I hear something different. They are just, there are so many nuggets of gold in there. It is, it is amazing. And meantime, Joseph Wrightson and Lindy Franklin Smith are going to be hard at work getting ready for you over at Beyond the Fourth Wall. Sounds good. (laughs) In the meantime, as always, we hope you stay healthy, stay safe, stay positive, and stay creative. We'd like to thank our sponsors. The Bruce Lunsford Young Artist Program at the Lex. The Murray Foundation. CHI St. Joseph Health. Central Bank. And Kentucky Utilities and LG&E. I hope you enjoyed today's creative conversation. To find out more about our additional creative at home programming, please visit our website, LexingtonTheaterCompany.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to check out our online bilingual music education series, Adventures en Casa, hosted by Lex Creative Media Designer Joseph Wrightson in collaboration with another Lex alum, Nicolas Acosta. Adventures in Casa airs every Monday at 3 p.m. on our Facebook and YouTube channels and can be rewatched anytime on those same platforms. Thanks to our Lex team, especially our creative media designer, Joseph Wrightson, and our producing director, Jeremy Smith. We'll see you next time on Creative Conversations. Oh, 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 o